It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, the postgame edition. Raiders 31 to 13 losers in a, basically a blowout, of course, uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Really the first blowout the Raiders have had all well. You count the Saints game, right? That's the only other one. Yeah. Two games this year. Otherwise, uh, single-digit losses for the Raiders most of the year. So this was uh, one of those games where it was just really hard to watch. And it's unfortunate because you go into the offseason with – that taste in your mouth uh, again do us a favor if you don't already subscribe to the podcast please do so wherever you get your audio podcast you can find silver and black today you can also subscribe to the youtube channel hit the notifications bell also do me a big favor and do yourself the biggest favor because if you're a raiders fan you're a member of raider nation and you want to watch something that's great insightful fun you have to watch raiders fan radio of course hey. on on YouTube as well. So make sure you go over to Raiders Fan Radio and subscribe to that channel and also download their podcast because you can get the audio version of that too. It's a Wednesday night at I think 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, or six. Yeah, four, four Pacific, seven four Pacific, Eastern. seven Eastern. Thank you. Got it. See, we're in different time zones. So it gets, <laughs> gets confusing at my age, Murph. Um, but uh, make sure you do all that. Also follow Murph at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F, and I am at L-V Gully. All right, Murph, let's jump into this one because <clears throat> I got a call from my son who is in college in Las Vegas and works on the Strip. And he called me this afternoon before the game started, and I said, hey, has it been busy? Because CES is in town, Consumer Electronics Show. It's a big week oh, in oh, Las uh -huh. Vegas. And then you had the football game, you had a hockey game, the Golden Knights tonight. And I said, hey, how is it? A lot of, I know a lot of Raider fans are coming. He's like, oh, Dad, it's all Kansas City fans. Like, all I'm seeing is red shirts, red shirts, red shirts. So I tweet it out, and then I get, of course, a barrage of just hateful tweets about, who cares, dude? Who cares? Jesus, who cares, right? So we get all that. But then we, we cut to the game. It's like, obviously you care because you responded to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we see the game, and then, of course, I'm, I'm talking to friends who have season tickets that are at the game. I'm talking to folks in the media who are at the game. And they're telling me 65, 70% Chiefs fans. And you did. When you saw the camera, I was like, wow. Just like last week, it's a lot of red. Now, I don't think it was as bad as the 49er game, but it was pretty pretty loud. They even started their their stupid tomahawk thing going in the stadium. Murph, this this listen, when a team loses, yes, you're gonna you might have empty seats and all of that. But we're starting to see this actually accelerate. Last year, I thought people, there were a couple games where you kind of saw it. But overall, it wasn't too bad. This year, though, I think, especially towards the tail end of this year, it's gotten really bad. And I think the Raiders, they don't have that rabid Raider Nation crowd in there to make noise and to sway. You, you never know on a play, I'm telling you. Fans do make a difference. And that home field advantage seems to have slipped away as the season went on. Yeah, I think so. You know, we were at the, we had the good fortune of going to the uh, to the Charger game last year, the last game yeah. of the season, and there were very few Charger fans there, at least in proportion. To well, there the are no Chargers fans. Well, <laughs> amen. I, I grew well, up one, but I, that's well, a long time ago. 
yeah, well played. Yeah. And since you left, there's only like three guys. Three guys left. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that the novelty is worn off for those people that have bought season tickets. Uh, and then you have you couple that with lack of wins. And then, you know, the the common narrative and I think is an accurate one is that, you know, you've got a destination city. You've got mm-hmm. cold weather home you know, uh, fans coming from, you know, coming from Kansas Ain't nobody wants to be in Kansas City right now, but people would love to be in Vegas. You know what I mean? Even though it's chilly in Vegas, I get that. But you know what I'm saying. So sure. point being sure. is that when you couple all those things together and they had a lot to play for, um, then, you know, the, it's not – like, I get the math. Like, I get the formula of why this happens. Now, as Raider fans, do we love it? No. And when you see some of these people in the stands and ESPN cannot – pull their cameras away from a god darn chiefs fan in a 15 jersey but like you know but when you see these people, and like and i and, and to some of you you folks to say like you know like oh this would never happen in oakland yeah but sometimes it kind of did the difference yeah. was the boisterousness that's the biggest thing for a guy that went to a lot of home games at the oakland coliseum i literally grew up there um in fact i was i went there before i was born i was in utero for the 72 world series with my mom <laughs> so I, mean, I literally grew up in that place and when you know, but there was a when you had opposing fans, there was a boisterousness that now exists in Vegas that didn't exist right then. Because right. and I'm not an advocate of violence or negative any kind of behavior, but I would just say that it was the response from Raider fan was different than what it is now in Las Vegas. So there's it was there's, it was raucous. I mean, it was like it was rock and roll. People were excited. There was there's that because we've all been to sports events, whether they Raider games or not, other sporting events where you just, you can feel the energy. You just yeah. feel it, right? It's an yeah. it and you feel it. Is that what, is that kind of what you mean? That's a hundred percent. Like I'll never forget. I went to the 2016 uh, game against the Broncos, Sunday night football, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack goes nuts. Latavius Murray goes nuts. Like it was an, it was an amazing game and, and we absolutely trounced the Broncos. And you look over that Oakland Coliseum and it's just a sea of black in the freaking mm-hmm. stands and the, and the beautiful <laughs> Oakland sky and that bright green field. And there was just, yes, there's an energy from the, from the tailgate, but this was okay. I'm going to, I want to tell a whole story here, but Scott, but like one of the things <laughs> Go ahead. Brilliant about Al Davis is that he crafted all of that. Mm-hmm. He wanted opposing teams, fans to be afraid to come to our games. He wanted the opposing players to be afraid when they were pulling into the Oakland Coliseum. He wanted it to be intimidating. He wanted it to be like you were walking into Mordor. And that's what it was like <laughs> when you went into the Oakland Coliseum. And so that energy was present from the second you hit the parking lot to the kickoff all the way through the game to the time when you're walking across the bridge to go back over to Bart. Like it was an absolute, I mean, just the energy, the vibes, all of that, even in losses was amazing. And it's, and this is not me saying Oakland's better and Vegas sucks. I'm not saying that at all because they're different experiences, but what you get though, with that different experience is you get a different energy to opposing teams, fans. And then, And with that, and and I got time, man. It's it is a little heartbreaking. And and I one of the things that we said here um, with, with the group of us was that Mark Davis can't be okay with that. Now I don't know what no. the fix is. I'm not smart enough to be able to just like mm-hmm. you know spew the silver bullet that's going to fix it. But when you look at Mark in the in the stands, and how about at the national anthem when and when they say instead of the home of the brave, you get a bunch of people say the Chiefs. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, if yeah. you're the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, that can't sit well with you. So I'm sure <laughs> there's going to be something that's going to happen, some sort of action that's going to be taken yeah. next year. And again, I don't know what it is, but that well, can't happen. Can't there, there, there's a couple things you can do, right? Because again, I know, I know, listen, I know season ticket holders who have no guilt about selling their tickets to any Tom, Dick, or Harry. I don't care if they're a Chiefs fan, or they don't care. Because, And I get it, it's pure capitalism. I got it, it's their choice. But I will say this. You look across the street at the Golden Knights. Now, I know it's NHL, okay? I know it's a little bit of apples to oranges here, but there is some similarities, and I'll get to this real quickly, which is when the Golden Knights came in the league, the ownership of the Golden Knights knew that hockey in the desert, like nobody thought it could work. It's like it didn't, it's not working down in Phoenix. They have problems down there. So so what are we going to do? They knew, they knew that they had to go into this and invest in it enough that they had a competitive team that was going to win. Now, nobody knew that they would go to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year of existence, but if they could just make the playoffs, you could get people in the community excited, and then everybody wants to go to the game, right? Especially with something new. And I think that's what's been missing with the Raiders. And oh, by the way, I think for local fans in Las Vegas, listen, COVID, that first year, nobody could go. So it kind of was a dud, right? I mean, that really hurt because I remember talking to Mark Bedane when they decided that they weren't going to play in front of fans. And he told me, he said, this is his words, quote, he said, this is a punch in the gut to every single person that worked on this project from the very beginning because we worked all these years to get this done and now people can't come. So you start it that you start it that way. Then you have last year and last year with all the turmoil. Now, I do think the thing with Oakland. The thing with Oakland is you had legacy. You had so much history, not just the fans and the longevity, but you had history in that building, even though it had been reconstructed three times. But you you had history on that field, including championships. So I think that 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 mood, the, what people expected when they walked into the Oakland Coliseum. Now, I went to the Oakland Coliseum a couple of times where I walked up and got an $18 ticket uh, like an hour before tick- kickoff, and it was pretty empty, right? So yeah, so yeah. everybody goes through that. But here's one thing. When I was a kid, and some people still can't accept me because I was a Charger fan growing up. So, But I will tell you, when I was a Charger fan, what would Raiders do when they played in San Diego? They would take oh, over the effing stadium, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it was all. So the Chargers, and, and and they got smart, and Raider fans hated it. But what they did was they said, hey, if you want to buy tickets to a Raider game, Guess what? You got to buy three other games. <laughs> if you uh, only want to buy tickets to the Raiders versus Chargers, you got to buy three other games because it was such a highlight game. So what they did, and this is something I think Mark Davis should consider for, for example, AFC West rivals, maybe not the Broncos yet, unless Sean Payton goes there, then things could heat up. But if it's the Chiefs, okay, or it's the charge, anybody that you know, you got to make sure you protect your home field advantage against. You do something like that. You can say, okay, look, you want to, if you're a season ticket holder, you can't sell your tickets to that game unless you sell them this way or something. There, there was a system. I'll have to look back on how they did that piece okay. of it. 
Because but, I was going to ask with the secondary market, like I can see where you could tie that. Like you see hockey does that all the time yes. where you have three game packages and all that kind of stuff. Right. With, with the NFL, without a single game ticket purchase, yeah. you can you can regulate that. But on the secondary market, right, that's what's caused all this is StubHub. It's and all secondary. Yeah. And all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, listen, there's been a couple games that I've, that I was at when I was in Las Vegas uh, and living there with the golden Knights where I went, I mean, the St. Louis blues. And I think the Chicago Blackhawks a couple times where it was like 30% of the crowd, the 18,500 was the opposing fans. So, so it happens from time to time, especially like you said, in a destination city like Las Vegas, but you have to, I think the Raiders need to think about that next level. How do they, prevent it without without you don't want to hamstring your season ticket holders too much and i know some of you guys are going to disagree out there on what i'm saying here but that's what you do is you just say hey listen you can't if you if, if it's if it's the chief the, the chiefs game every year yeah you can't just you can't just sell your chiefs tickets like if you sell your chiefs tickets they have to be through the marketplace it has to be through somebody who lives in las vegas oakland or la you, you figure something out but i i think you're right i think they need to figure that out because it's gotten out of control, and I know a lot of the people in Oakland are bringing it up and saying it was a bad reason they moved to Las Vegas, but but that's not the case. So, um, but it is an issue, and and I used to poo-poo it a little bit, but it's gotten worse. So so I recognize it and understand that it does make an issue here for the Raiders. So we'll see what happens. All right, we're going to take one more break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of the specifics, what we saw in the game with the players. You're on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast also a hearty hello to our listeners on 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas on the radio. We appreciate you guys being with us. You're with Murph from Raiders Fan Radio and Scott Goldbranson. We'll be back right after this message.